from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to all my fantasy children. My name is Aaron Catano Saez. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a tabletop-inspired, world-building, storytelling, and collaborative character creation podcast where each week, Jeff and I take a listener-submitted prompt, spin it into original character, world-building detail, myth, legend, or locale. And it's bad we haven't sat down to do this in a month. In a month. In like an action. I literally, I'm like, I'm honestly... I left that group Discord full of cool skeletons, and let me tell you, I regretted that decision immediately. Oh, Aaron, you did? When I did immediately. I'm like, I was clearing out my Discord, and I literally just was like, "I'm leaving this Discord." No, the cool skeletons. You left so many cool skeletons behind. I know. Is that I unnamed. Know. Am I the only person left in it? Yeah, Riley be the left. Only person. Fuck. That was from. Uh, that was from the fifth of October. Yeah, it's been almost literally a month that we have not, like, sat down and recorded an episode together. Fuck. It's been a while. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I am doing great. Everything is good. Good. Um, good, good. Yeah, I'm feeling as good as I can. And, as good as uh, one can feel in the year yeah. 2020. But I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I've been feeling my creative juices a-flowing. Excellent. And I'm excited good. to do this. And uh, what's getting me excited this week, because we start shows with segments, we're a podcast, it's getting me excited this week, Jeff, is I've been playing this motherfucking game called Hades that all the kids are talking about, and I have to preface this with, if it's what everybody is talking about, I usually try not to fuck with it, because I am that grumpy old person, but I fuck with this game. I just Googled what that game was about the other day, because I saw so many people talking about it, and I was like, I should probably finally, finally learn. What the story is about, couldn't tell you in a thousand fucking years. I do not care. Um, but I will tell you that the gameplay is really fun. The graphics I, are I'm here, I'm here for this. I'm here for this. Yeah. Um, everybody's Greek, but they have British accents. They're all Greek gods. But, like, you know, whatever. You can, nobody's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> but it's good. It's super good. I really like the art. I like the gameplay. But it. Um, what's really getting me excited, though, is... Uh, when you and I talk in the episode about the living guitar or something, there's right, like a, yep. a, 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 the living bass, bass Aurelia or something. We basically made a game like Hades when we talk about the adventure layer where like you dive deeper and deeper into dungeons and stuff and it never ends. It's That's basically what a roguelike game is. And I realized yeah. that we made that and there's one of them in Geode and that makes me very excited to one day talk about. Yeah, for sure. We did. We did do that. That was... Full disclosure, that was a very intentional thing on my part, because I genuinely adore roguelikes. Like, they are my favorite genre of video game. Yeah. But, like, yeah. I'm, I And it's so it's weird that I haven't dug into Hades yet. I think it is because I, too, am a crank yield man, and everybody's yeah. raving about it. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to love this game in eight years. In five years. In five years when no one cares, I'm going to be here for this. Yep, I saw what the kids were talking about, and I was like, I don't want to be a cool teen. And then later on, I was like, I kind of want to be a cool teen. I have a really long commute coming up. (laughs) What's getting you excited this week? What's getting me excited this week? Gosh, let me think. Um, If I talked about Cougar Town? (laughs) No, you have not. You have not, and that is fucking hilarious. I'm Googling it because I know it's fucking old. It's from 2009 uh, <laughs> with Courtney motherfucking Cox and Busy Phillips. Adding that to the list sake. of very, very current, very present, very modern, very topical TV that it's I am It's what the kids are talking about, speaking of. It's what the kids are talking about. And uh, let me tell you, it's up my alley, and I'm loving it. It's fucking amazing. Uh, wow, you have 102 episodes to go through, oh, though. Oh, no, no, we have, like, 12 episodes to go through, Aaron. <laughs> I don't know. Stop. I don't know. We haven't talked in, like, a month, Aaron. I took, You've picked watched... up a new show and watched almost 100 episodes of it. I can't. This is probably on a list, one of the last things I'd ever fucking expect you to tell me. It's- Everyone, please Google Cougar Town. I know we ask you to Google on this show. Google Cougar Town and think about a known tabletop aficionado, Jeff Stormer, when you Google it and go, yeah, Jeff consumed fucking 50 hours of this. 
It's delightful. Um, is it an hour an episode? Please no, tell it's me a half it's hour an episode. Okay, it's literally okay. like a hangout sitcom. Every episode's like twenty minutes. <sighs> okay, um, and they make a very big joke of the fact that the name Cougar Town is a terrible title for a TV so show. So bad. It sounds like a parody show. It does. And like, but like, it's great. Like, it really just settles into being a bunch of middle-aged people drinking a lot of wine. And like, that's all I really want out of my entertainment is like people that I relate to and experience set that I relate to, which is old people. Yeah. Just getting drunk and, you know. There is absolutely no judgment here, by the way. It's just fucking (laughs) hilarious. That of all the things, it's fucking Cougar Town. But I get it. I have um, I have my shows where I'm like, oh yeah, it's kind of just what I need right now. Um, I've been watching that show <laughs> called Below Deck, which is like trashed reality TV about people who work on a fucking yacht. And watching them fight and like you know grow to dislike each other brings me some joy. Oh, Aaron, I'm not. I've been consciously not talking about reality TV because I do not want to talk about 90 Day Fiance. But oh, see, I've never, I haven't seen that one. I oh. watched Married at First Sight a few seasons of that. That's just there's, wild. There's a season in Philadelphia and uh, of Married at First Sight, and it's yes. very funny. Uh, wait, yes, I've watched it, and they all have like the <laughs> thickest Philly accents known to fucking man. And some of their like crowd scenes are filmed in bars that like I go to, and it's extremely funny. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, no, I watch. I recommend. I think it's on what Hulu or Netflix or something. Yeah. Um. Everybody watch Ninety Day Fiance in Philly. Hear the Philly accent and then report I married back. Married at first sight at Philly. It, it, Ninety Day Fiance has. What did I say? Ninety not, Day Fiance has no, unfortunately not, in not Philly. filmed that in Philly. Not in Philly. I unfortunately, would, not. I would die. I would die. <laughs> oh, that would be a dream come fucking true. Uh. You want to make an episode? Let's make an episode. Speaking of 90 minutes and fiancés. We have 90 boom. minutes to make this child or else our show gets canceled. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, no. James D'Amato kicks down our door <laughs> and says, you're done. You took We're too long. We're off the network. 90 get minutes? Out. Get out. The epi- the, I want you all to th- want know that um, if you're not on the One Shot Podcast Network, you don't know this, but the One Shot Podcast Network is like a really cool treehouse that's in Chicago. You have like like we have a can on a string that's like a one way both Jeff and I that goes to the treehouse and if you don't make your episode within ninety minutes James D'Amato cuts the string. It's true. He just it, it's and like he, he what it really is is we 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 DM James every week. We say this is when we're recording and he's like, all right, cool, that works for me. And he's currently outside of my window with a machete. He's in the and call he's right hungry. now. <laughs> James is in the call right now, actually. And, like, we're trying to play it cool, but I see his icon in the corner of, like, little Skype chat. And I know you're listening, but, like, I know we're making a good product. I swear. Podcast ad. I swear. I, promi- I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, we're about to make the greatest tabletop podcast that has ever been made and tell the greatest story of all time this week. And that pro- and we start with a listener-submitted prompt. And that prompt comes to us from our Discord channel. And that's from L, your local best friend and crab. Prompt. Found on Lost, the mysterious fog being. Dope. So I fuck with this very much. Good because, prompt. Holy shit, Jeff, you know what we've been slacking on this entire conversation? What's that? This is all my motherfucking spooky children. Late one night when my chiropractor called, he was quite a sight. He said my back's all bad and he knows a fix. So he threw me on the slab and he rubbed my hips. We did the mash. We did the monster mash. That's it, right? It was a smash. It was a chiro. It was a sciatic smash. Okay, that kind of... So I know there's a lot of versions of this song, but I think that one actually has some legs. I think, honestly, Aaron, I mean, like, um, I think we can make this happen. I feel like, I know we were going to do a whole whole other, maybe we pivot. Maybe right now is when we pivot, and this is when we start making, this is when we start making that, uh, this is when we start making that shaver money. (gasps) Stop. So I'm trying to make that shaver money. I'm trying to reach out. We're trying to be contacted. We're trying to just like kind of the secret speak it into existence, reach a certain shaving grooming company that like throws money around. So yeah, if you, if you're listening shaving company, that's about like crops and plants and (laughs) mowers. If you're ready to throw that hot, hot coin in our hot, hot pockets, we're ready. (laughs) Okay. 
So. All right. All right. Great. So this Fog is all being. spooky children. So. Yes. We're going to get spooky this week. Halloween was fucking yesterday as we're recording yes. this. I worked. We had a spooky free cocktail that we offered. It was it was fun. I had a great time. <laughs> no. But I'm glad it's spooky time because this is when like. Our show has, like, a lot of pumpkins imagery and, like, spooky stories, and I like making a spooky story. So, fog beings, Jeff. Thoughts. Do you have a first Do you have a first thought on that? Because there's a lot to unpack on. Found on Lost, which is all hyphenated, by the way. Found on so Lost. So that's the name, right? Found on yeah. Lost is the name. Yes, of the mysterious fog being. Okay, because I do have a pitch immediately. Oh, I'm ready for it. If that is the name, that is, that is literally, like, a name that it was given. Okay. Which means that, like, it is a descriptive name, right? Like, Found on Lost is a name that is descriptive. And what that tells me as a name, if if we are talking about fog, which generally forms on water, what I want to propose, and we're talking spooky, Aaron, I want to propose that this is a ghost that appears on wrecked pirate ships that float in the water. Oh. Or, like, a being that, like, I think this is a ghost... Or, like, a spirit or a being, a fog being that, like, if you picture, I want you to picture a a shipwreck, right? Like, it is floating on the water. Part of it is submerged. Part of it is not. It is, like, a big, gigantic sailing vessel. Some lore references that I can throw out are, like, think about all the ships that were, like, left behind by Goldbeard or by the Talonfang or by any of those, like, pirate figures that we have crafted, Yes. There are these gigantic, like, floating hunks of ship in the water. This is, for whatever reason, like, a being that is found only on those shipwrecks. Like, only amongst those partially submerged gigantic sailing vessels. May I make a pitch at that? Because that's fucking sick. I like the found on Lost um, being a being that rests on top of, like, sunken ships. Because perhaps, perhaps, if, like... The found on Lost lets, like, um, you said last episode about the spirits of, like, the dead and, like, hot springs. You know what I mean? Like, them yeah. bubbling yeah, up yeah. from the ley lines. Perhaps the fog allow the, the found on Lost allows pirate ghost ships to rise and sail okay. once more. Maybe. That's dope. I really love that. I think that's fantastic. Um, it gives me vibes of, like, a, um, of, like, the, the ferryman on the River Styx of, like, yes. I am going to care. And so, like, that actually uh, connects to me. I'm going to ask you, is this a benevolent figure? Because I kind of have a pitch if it's not. Um, I would like it to not be. You know, I good. like I like a good scary. I want to go spooky scary with this, where it's like, when you see the found on Lost, it's because, like, you know, pirates died with unfinished business or, like, died pissed off. Or, or, like, their malice I, remains. Because there's another piece of lore that this connects to that I'd love to put this in opposition of. Ready for it. Um, because we already have a figure that, like, guides, pri- yes. like, sailors and pirates to, like, a peaceful final resting place. Yes, the Duchess pr- Cressida Plumtree. So what if this is the opposite of that? Oh, fuck. Like, yes. Oh. If Duchess is singing their song to like draw sailors in and like give them a final rest found on lost is literally like emerging to like drag sailors to like uh an un like a a a restless underwater like purgatory okay see i fuck with this very davy jones locker ass shit because something about i fucking hate the pirates of the caribbean movies but something i did like whoever wrote the davy jones locker is a fucking pocket dimension is really clever it's very dope um so it gives me this vibe of like okay because duchess crescent plum tree as a refresher Duchess Cressida Plumtree is a benevolent figure who, when you die on the open seas, plays, like, your pirate shanty from their, like, bar restaurant and, like, calls you home to the ley line. And, like, you get to go to the bar one last time and, like, hang out and you see your mates if they've also fallen. And, like, everybody's waiting for everybody when they get back. Anyway, it gives you, like, one last party. Now, if the found on Lost is the opposite... That means, like, you don't go anywhere and, like, you're a ghost pirate. And, like, do you turn bad? Do you start doing bad shit? Does the found on Lost, like, you know, possess bodies? Like, you know what I mean? Like, create an army of pirates, you know, of evil pirates. Like, the fog turns turns you or something. Yeah. Or is that yeah, too yeah. spooky? Is that it? No, like, I think that's cool because I love – it creates, like and, – and what I'd love to throw out 
to kind of really like make it interesting or like add an element to it. Yeah. If it is a, if it is, um, maybe not like a choice, but kind of, mm, I, I was starting to throw out the idea that it's somewhat of a, like, you are weighed on a feather, but like, I kind of like the idea that like, it's just, it's, it's not so much, uh, like reflection of who you were in life so much as it is just like one of the hazards that like sail, that like pirate ghosts navigate on their way back to Duchess's bar. Okay. So, okay. So, oh my, so can I make a quick pitch on that? Cause it's disgusting. Yeah. 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 So in fantasy, if you die on the sea, Duchess Crested a Plum Tree calls you home, calls you back to the bar. You get one last drink. You wait for all your friends who might still be alive. You get to chill until the crew's reunited. It's dope. But to get there, maybe you got to swim a little. You got to like, you have to follow the music. I do kind of love the idea of sailing. Um, the, the idea that like you, cause I was going to say maybe you float or like you run on or the swim. water, but like, oh, or like, or, uh, do you think in like a little rowboat, like a lifeboat type I'm kind of picturing a little rowboat or like a raft or like, you know, whatever, like you can kind of conjure in your mind or, and it like, yeah. maybe that's reflective on the life that you lived a little bit. Yeah. It's something like what, you know, your, your actions dictate and like, you know, how you were as a seafarer. Duchess Crested of Plum Tree's magic, like maybe the call song, like, you know, if you were a total shitlord, you gotta swim it. But yeah. if you were like, if you weren't an asshole, Duchess Crested of Plum Tree's like, here's a fucking jet ski. Come on home, baby. Right. Come on like, home and, and sing it, some chanties. Here's a pitch. Here's a pitch. What if it's not Duchess Crested of Plum Tree that gives you the, the vessel? Ooh, who gives you vessels? What if it's your crew? Because we've said that ghosts oh. in fantasy are like a reflection not of who you were, but of like the world, the le- the the footprint you left behind. It's the other. It's everyone else who like perished at sea. It's like those who suffer the similar fates in this and it's, like camaraderie it's the that, moment. It's the people that you sailed with, the people yeah. that you that pirates marauded. Like those people's like impression of you. Yeah. You, your ghost, like, awakens. So, like, you know, if you were a shitlord pirate, like, the original, the OG Goldbeard when they died, right? Like, they washed up on a door Titanic style because they left behind a legacy of, like, ruined ships and hurt people. And so all of those people's picture of them, of, like, what they wanted when when Goldbeard died was, like, floating to to their death on, like, a ruined door. I love it. But like uh, Goldbeard the newer, Goldbeard the younger, when they when the, when they pass on the sea, years and years and after like a long and prosperous life, they awaken on like uh, they awaken on the jet ski with like a whole convoy of other pirate ghosts around them. Like let's fucking go! I love this a lot because their because their memory was that of like joy and and protection and camaraderie. So like they are brought to their spirit is guided to Duchess on on an envoy of other of like protection. I love this idea too of like it's quite possibly like when you die on the sea, like you're protected and given something by someone you might not have ever met yeah you know it's like this might not this might be just like someone else who suffered a similar fate who's like you know here's a jet ski like get home get to you know may she carve your likeness well bud you know because everybody's like friends i fuck with this a lot so the found on lost the mysterious fog being what is it then is it just you know is it just another like if dustage crystal plum tree is clearly like not a person they're clearly like a malevolent, Aaron meant benevolent, benevolent being. Like I, I've been thinking about that a lot in fantasy, are about our show of like maybe like sometimes there are just like be like you told me you wanted to talk at one point about um, Haradras. Mm-hmm. You know, like there are these beings sometimes that people can't explain that are like larger than life, and like you know I love gods were real once, and I love this idea that there are things in fantasy that some people in our world would be like oh that's the god of the dead um and for seafarers but for us we're not going to use that but like that kind of similar thing where they're not quite a person but you're like a supernatural being you're a something i don't know what we can call them you're just i you're an entity you're 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 a larger than life thing you know what i mean like you are a i i kind of default to the term deity but like i know that has religious connotations but that idea that like you are a 
a being of something larger than, you know, humanity or not humanity, but like you are a being <laughs> that is like larger than life. Like you're a legend is really the only way to describe it. Like, and I love the idea that, cause we never really came up with like why, like who Duchess was in like a lot of detail. So I kind of no, love the idea all. that like, she is just this being that like exists to guide sailors home. And the, the, the found on lost is kind of the opposite of that, where it is for reasons that I kind of have a pitch about the, the, the found on lost is a being that's purpose is to plunder, plunder the spirits of, of sailors and drag them off to the abyss. See, I fuck with us. I feel like this is pretty dope. Like this is like a dope, like, um, and like mystical entity, right? Like this is a dope, like adversary thing that you would encounter in a game. Like this is dope. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a name for them. Like, because it's something that like is something outside of people. So I'm like, is it predecessor? Did they come before? I'm looking at words for deity that I like, but I'm like, I don't know. Like, cause everything's divine, you know, holy, you know, I'm not really into that. But um, they, what do you want to call them? Because it's a fun thing. What if we just call them mythics? Fuck. God, I'm like writhing in my fucking chair. That's very good. So like Haradris and like uh, Cressida Plum Tree. And yeah. now the long forgotten, what is it? The Found, <laughs> found on, lost. on Lost is a mythic. And even like the Star Tender is a mythic. Right. Like they have origins and they are beings that are sentient and have, you know, moral compasses and shit but they're just like really powerful and something outside of what we'll call humanity the guzana guzavelt or whatever guzana guzavelt yeah, yeah the like chaos elementals mythic. are mythics okay i like this here's kind of what i want to propose yes we're gonna i'm gonna dig into some lore okay if a ghost is the is the, the spirit of a person refresher on the concept of a ghost Okay, so we've never actually built the concept of a ghost. We talk about that a necromancer makes a basically like a, they hear you talk, they hear your essence, they transcribe it and like make you into a shape. Hmm. So like I might not come back with a Catch Cavalier show looking like me, but you'll know it's me based on the things I say. You know what I mean? And, so and like, like who? Yeah, like we'll, we'll know it's you because we'll recognize something about you that is yes. inextricably you. But the idea of like a lingering spirit, we have never talked about if you can linger or not, or if people do linger, things linger, like unfinished business and things like that. We kind of got into it with your solo episode. Like the, that I'm was the literal first time. Such a motherfucker for unfinished business ghosts. Me fucking too. It's so good. Or like people who... Like, unfinished business is, like, you know, you... Something happens and, like, you don't solve your mystery. It's, like, you stay behind. So what I'd love to... And and, and here... And I have a pitch that ties in that that unfinished business sense mm-hmm. with, like, the, the afterlife and the ley line concepts and the necromancy concepts we've already kind of laid out that I'd love yeah. to hit you with. Okay. If a, if a spirit... If a conjured spirit is your legacy like is is some inextricable part of you right some essential part of you that has been conjured forth yes what if that part of you is so widely known that like and like is so widely known and like your story is never completed like if you just disappeared and like you were known across the world then maybe it's not your business is unfinished, but your story is unfinished. And therefore, like, the collective consciousness of the world conjures you into being a ghost, if that makes sense. It does. And I like that a lot, where it's like, you know, your 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 story's not yet done. The world kind of needs you or, like, world, wants you around. The, the world doesn't – the world hasn't accepted that you are gone. So there's two very specific examples, and one of them I'm going to pitch as the found is lost. Okay. Or the found on lost. One being, I'm going to throw to our old friend Arthur, who we haven't talked about in a while. Yeah. Arthur, king of the beast folk, battle of Iron Hill, big war with big war with dragon, struck down by an arrow. Arthur died. Mm-hmm. The world knows that Arthur died. Arthur's story ended in the battle of Iron Hill in Big Jeremy's arms. 
and then that's it. Like they, uh, Arthur can be conjured as a go- as a spirit, but that sort story, of, yeah, but, that's, it's, but that story yeah. is done, right? Like yes. that 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 story, Arthur's story is done, and therefore Arthur's spirit is laid to rest, unless a necromancer conjures some aspect of it, as we saw in the room where it happens. Yes. But conversely, may I make a pitch as well? Yes. So the good way, the nice thing is like when your story's not done and like you made such an impression on the world Mm -hmm. and like they call the world calls you back the collective consciousness. But what if you can't let go of we we love to talk about like malice on this show and how bad it is for the world. If you die and you have that fucking grudge and that anger and that bitterness you and that hatred and that lingers, there are some things that can help you crawl back, I think. And I actually, we are on literally the exact same page and that ties into my pitch for the found on lost. Yes. Because it also connects to this idea that like, if you were known as a bastard, if yeah. you were if you were a monster in life mm-hmm. and like you hurt people and you caused the world to be a worse place and you held on to that and you died and the world wasn't able to be like that person died they are gone they have been they have been taken off of the off of the board like they are oh, their story is over mm-hmm. and you held on to that bitterness without in death right like your personal story didn't end or you're like you didn't, you know, accept your fate and and go into that good night. You held on to that bitterness and the world knew you as a bastard. You you exist in light or you your spirit exists still, right? Like that yeah. those echoes create a version of you in the same way that a spirit is a version of you, maybe not the the pure maybe not you as a whole as a whole being, but like a version of you that continues to fulfill your unfinished story in the worst way. And I think that's what makes the found on lost so scary. So what Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of as an image is this like a ring of fog. Mm -hmm. And something that I find interesting about our show is like you can't bring back dead people. Yeah. You bring back like an essence of them, uh, an interpretation. But this idea of like, you know, you said last episode in the solo one that like, this malice from like the bubbling up of the dead and this steam and this hot spring stuff, it's like warped a region. So you can mm-hmm. like shape the world based on being shitty yeah. if like angry dead people are like, I want to come back and fuck shit up. But they can't actually come back. No, what? A, a piece of them comes back, yes. right? Like an element of them, right? But the found on lost, I want you to think of a ring of fog circling over a pirate ship. What if the ring acts as a portal that, like, actually can bring back, like, Goldbeard as, like, a zombie pirate? See, I here's here's the pitch that I was going to make, Aaron. Okay. I was going to say that the Found on Lost is Goldbeard. Like, is the bloodlust of Goldbeard, like, the hatred of oh. Goldbeard? Because we had said in, in, fuck, I don't even remember the episode title. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you probably do. The, when Which we one? Kill- the when the 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 oh, person that killed Skysail kills D'Artagnan Skyscale kills Goldbeard. <laughs> they yeah. kill Goldbeard and they don't tell anybody. Like oh. they go back and they go back and they live their life in their tiny apartment complex. Yeah. So as far as the world knows, Goldbeard is still out there. Okay. Mm, so what if this idea of like, as far as the world knows, Goldbeard is gone. There's no, yeah. it's, it's still out there. So this element of gold and Goldbeard, like, you know, yeah, with hell's heart, I stab at the like, la- I'm, like, there's no way that Goldbeard wasn't till his last breath screaming about bloody vengeance. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like Goldbeard, like we don't talk about like stuff Goldbeard did, but like imagine real life, evil, violent, shitty pirate stuff. And so like this evil person. That the world doesn't accept is dead because the only person that knows it like hasn't told anyone. Oh fuck! Like becomes this th- that story is unfinished. So this aspect of Goldbeard that the world knows about that that he is a shitty monster oh, who craves no. blood and hunts pirates and steals from them and murders them and dra- and banishes them to the depths of the ocean. That piece of Goldbeard still exists on the water. Because oh, his story is unfinished. See, that's sick. And that means like Goldbeard is doing this and like the found on lost, this fog 
is still like you know can the the reason you don't go to um oh god Duchess Crescent of Plum Trees Bar because like Goldbeard has you you know he's like yeah. recruiting pirates for lack of and a better term and he's dragging them into the he drags them into the, the idea of this portal absolutely rules to me yeah. and so the idea that like this fog drags you in and there is like an entire crew of like haunted nightmarish um ghost pirate crew like skeleton full-on like i mean if we're going oh, this yeah. route i want to go yeah. this route to the max and have them be like haunted skeleton pirates with yes. cutlasses like Mah. yes yes completely there's like zombies and like you know i'm leaning into it completely with that that so once again, I fucking hate the Pirates of the Caribbean, but the image of Davy Jones is very good with like the lobster claw and like the squid face. Like I love that show. I love when pirates are monster people and reflect sea creatures. So I fuck with this idea of like zombie-esque, aquatic, foggy. Everyone has like a mist about them. That's why everyone knows they're ghosts because they're like foggy. That oh, vibe. So of, and so that vibe that this is just literally like the unfinished story of Goldbeard um that is like this hate and this bitterness and this anger and this greed and this like desire to crush and consume and like it is now just this fog monster that that summons like a crew of ghostly pirates who and here's what's awesome about this here's what jazzes me up about this taking that in concert with the stuff of earlier about like the quality of your ship as a ghost is dependent on the life that you lived. Yes. Means that like Goldbeard the Younger is not going to get caught. No. The idea that like the pirates that will get dragged and and it is it 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 creates this space where like the pirates that did the things that like are the like malice things, right? The yeah, people bad that attracts had malice, bad. You get you get dragged into the fog because you were trying to sail away from it on like a door with a on a door with a broom for an oar whereas yeah. oh. someone who whereas someone who dedicated their life to you know bringing light to people and and getting people to abandon their violent ways and building community and like you know supporting your hometown and all these other wonderful things you escape it on a jet ski yeah they get the goldbeard the younger sails away on a jet ski and throws a middle finger back to the hog like fuck you Okay, so what you have just said is very good. So when someone dies on the ocean, we mm-hmm. all, you know, you and me, we're out there on our rowboat, a kraken comes and slaps us, you know, and we go flying, and unfortunately we don't make it. When Duchess Cressida Plumtree calls everybody home, that song plays, you and I, it's Careless Whisper, and that's our crew song, we're like, oh, it's Careless Whisper, but when you like wake up in the water like you know and you swim to the surface um you see the fog in the distance the encroaching fog and like you hear the music playing and so it's kind of a like you're it's a side scroller like mario or the levels moving behind you like you're mm-hmm. basically outrunning the fog. And the better you are in life, it's similar to like a roguelite, you're stronger, you know? But like, it's kind of that thing where yeah. like the better you were, the faster you can get away with the fog. But if you weren't, th- that door is not going to go very fast with that ore you made. Like, the fog's going to claim you. And like, that sucks. But like, you're probably going to be a pirate now. You're probably a pirate ghost. I really dig this like terrifying myth of like being a good pirate story where it's like you know when someone i think this is like a big lesson in pirate culture or like you know seafaring culture pirates is the lack of a better term hello there brooklyn um so like someone would be about to do something bad we'll say and like another crew member will put their hand on their shoulder and they're like be careful mate like if you do that you won't hear the duchess music as closely as you'd like I'd like to get a drink with you after this life. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because like everybody will be waiting there for you if you're if you don't suck. But if you suck, like you might be the only one on the crew, like not, you know, getting ghost beers with your buds. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is like it encourages a community of like lift each other up and make sure no one falls into that gold beard way because like I want to hang out with you in the next life as well. Like I want to be blasting, you know jesse's girl from the jukebox at duchess crescent of plum trees 
Yeah. And that's I why that. I think a big thing is when they say, like, from Duchess Crested Plumtree episode, may they carve our, our likeness well, means like, you know, you want people to say the things about you that, you know what I mean, that we were good in our life. You want the likeness that the ship that's carved to reflect that. And like, don't, because if, you know, if you don't, you're going to be sailing for the rest of your days. Yeah. Fuck. And so maybe there's an element of that. That adds an element to the Duchess, uh, to the lore of the Duchess, that like, what if like um, the way that pirates know that their crewmates is like, there are like paintings of them or like uh, sculptures of them around the bar as they're yeah. like celebrating. And yeah. if you see one turn into a skeleton, mm. you know that they've been got. Oh, every so uh, we say that like there's a ship in a bottle or like there's carvings of the ships, yeah. you know, and that's how people will know. Like, so when the next group of crew comes to this bar, they're like, wow, there's the dinghy do with Jeff and Aaron. Like, wow, look how amazing it is. And like you, like you said, after your drinks are done and the, the songs have been played at your night at the bar, you, fe- you, you know, you enter the ley line, but little miniatures of you, like action figures are on the ship. Like at your stations. Yeah. And if you're missing, or if you're like, if you have a fog around you, everyone's like, oh, that guy's still sailing. You know, Aaron's still out there sailing. He must, you know, he must have done something that wasn't in line with the crew because yep. you'll be the only one left out. Fuck. Yep. You, weren't, so, you weren't there. I like this ghost story. This is fucking dope. It's pretty cool. What else do you want to talk about? We're at 40 minutes. What else oh. is spooky? What's something scary, spooky that's fun? Like, gosh, so we have the fog is on the mist. Oh, okay. Okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I had a topic that like, I'd love to talk a little bit more about with you. Yes, please. That came up on the solo episode. This is like world building as hell. This one where it's like, there's this for mythics. I think should there always be like, you know, there's always a counter to every mythic. I think maybe. I'm I'm cool with that. I love that. Please go ahead. Please go ahead. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about like what it means Something that came up on the solo episode, I'd love to hear your thoughts for what it means okay. for the world. Because there's – I threw out the idea in the last episode in Cinderpine uh, when I was flipping spindle wheel cards of what it means that there are ghosts like in this geyser, right? Like this geyser yeah. is full of ghosts. I have it on a post-it in front of my face right now because I wrote it down after I listened. It said, haunted water spill off. There's a hyphen that says hot springs. What does that I it was mean? Super good. What do we think that means for the world, and or what do we want? Like, what do we want that? What 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 do we want the sort of explanation for that to be? So, what tickled me at that moment was I thought about the ley line is like in the ground. It's like a it's a network of magical veins in the planet, you know. And I thought that if you know you were like we said, like still stuck between this life and the ley line and like you're hanging on to that anger that malice you're pissy you can kind of like sometimes your essence like literally can seep into groundwater and start that like rage creates a hot spring and you try to bubble toward the surface to reach the world again yeah i'm here for that as like and that's the steam that comes out of hot springs is kind of what twists places like the uh, um, Brass City, like the Cinder Pine region is what makes those is like, I think if you were to go to any of the like evil living trees, living rocks and anger and like these places that we always say were like, they're, they're touched by anger. They're touched by rage and like, you know, wrath. You will find a hot spring, a geyser. You will find steam, and like, and that's why I really wanted to do the lost on uh, forgotten, mm-hmm. <laughs> the lost on found, found on found on lost, found on lost. God damn it! Episode because I saw the fog being, and I was like, oh man, it, it was so good last episode that I thought of like fog and mist being an omen of like, oh, that something fucked up is here. I kind of love know. that. I love that aesthetic of like fo- when the fog rolls in, it's like something's. Something ain't right. Something's bad. Or if you see like a hot spring, people are like, I do not fuck with those. Like the idea, like I, I'm comfortable with saying like, there's just no like geothermal hot springs in fantasy that if you see one, there's this odor or, you know, there's this, the air gets wavy and you're like, oh, fuck that. That place, that's how you know you're entering like a region that is rough. If you maybe, see, you know. Maybe um, an alternate pitch on that is... If if all of the geothermal hot springs are tied to, like, to, you had said something that I really, really loved earlier in the episode, which was, like, 
the idea that there are ways to crawl out, right? Like there are yeah, ways for yeah. your spirit to crawl out and become a ghost. What if those are sort of what if hot springs are simply a space where that naturally happens? Yeah, where you oh, we're like you literally go they're haunted. Hot springs they're, are haunted. Yeah, haunted. Hot springs are haunted. Let's just let's just lay that out and like all Fuck hot yeah. springs are haunted and yes. like it is possible that there is a ha- a hot spring where like the ghosts that come out are like because the idea, like, just as an aesthetic point that just popped into my head, the idea of, like, a, a ghost community that has formed around a hot spring very feels good. dope to me. Like, even, it it's, even if it's, like, a community, like, a caring, loving community of just, like, ghosts that have emerged from the hot springs because, like, the story of this village, like, wasn't finished. Like, their story, their time together wasn't finished. It was cut off too soon. And so their spirits just populate the area around a hot spring. Like, that to me is very beautiful and lovely. And, like, yeah. the idea that they are just this space where, like, it's the like ley a doorway. Lines, it's, yeah. a, it's a doorway. Like, that's our, you know, the bridge between um, realms or worlds is a hot yeah. spring. Is like that. It's, um, it's a loose space where like sometimes the dead can roam i love that and And that's that's so cool that's extremely cool to me and i think it's something cool that like have you ever been to a hot spring i have never been to a hot spring so when it's cold or like early in the morning it is foggy as fuck and it's quite an image it's like this really cool misty feel and you can usually like some of them stink like they smell like sulfur sometimes and they're like Mm -hmm. natural hot springs so there's like this steamy mist and I think people, like, in the morning, maybe, like, 5.30 to 6.30 is, like, the witching hour in fantasy AM. Because, like, yeah. that's when around a hot spring, it's, like, the fog is at its thickest and the smell is at its strongest. And that's the hour that, like, ghosts can kind of come between if they've crawled out of the ley line. Like, that's the time of day that, like, you're most likely to, like, ghost hunters would see one. I love that. And I, I want to throw out the added detail that, like, that maybe it's to your point like there's something that i absolutely love that like this pitch is dope and there's something in here that i don't want to lose that i think works really well with that if the smell of sulfur Mm -hmm. is the smell is like the experience of oh shit like something wrong is going to happen yeah it's it's the uh when the when the sting glows blue type feel i think when you're like you know if you're an adventurer and you smell sulfur and you're not like you know somebody didn't fart you're like, oh fuck! There's ghosts here. We're right, near like a hot that spring. Is, that is the that's that's the smell of ghosts. Ghosts smell like sulfur. But I like the idea that like most uh, is it that most ghosts that crawl out of hot springs are malicious, and that's why like you know is it that they because I think obviously it's not a monolith like not all the time like some are just like hanging, but is it by and large like scary? Because I most ghosts are like fueled by like stick clinging to wrath. It is. It is. I think it is a feeling that like to become a ghost means that a your story was left unfinished, and b clinging to that story was more important to you than 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 passing on and becoming part of the story of the world. Oh, okay. That's so like very maybe even even more so than malice, like it can be benevolent. Like if your story is like. I never it's that feeling of like, you know, the ghost wandered until it was able to give the love of of its life like a, a an amulet or whatever. Like, yeah, 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 that feeling of like my story is more important than the story of the world, which on one level is a selfishness, right? Like but, it is fueled by a selfishness. Go. It's it's too real, too human and too sad. Exactly. So I'm about it. So I like it has a place in our show. <laughs> exactly. And so it's that feeling of like. The the ghosts that a lot of the ghosts that crawl through are either people who are seeking vengeance or are seeking like and it it all comes back to that unfinished business. It is. And I think a lot of those ghosts are malicious because it's a lot of like, I'm going to get revenge. I'm going to continue to rob to like rob people. I am a pirate and I'm going to continue to be a pirate until the end of days. But it it can be like there's but it, 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 it is that pure sense of like. I have a thing that is more important to me than continuing the story of the world. And so what I really like about this is the counter to that. Like there's the the anger and the, I'm going to go hurt people. And then there's the very sad human like, I just want one more day. I just want one more hour to like feel the sun. And you're like, I get that. Like, Yeah, I for sure you get know, that. But 
may I make a big pitch that I've been yeah. thinking about um, yeah. based on your last episode? You said in Brass City that there are giant pipe organs that like you didn't know what they do and things like that. And we said they disperse the steam. I think that there are people who erect pipe organs around or over hot springs to kind of like turn the region back and like get it less wrathy and like bad and angry. Because if you were to disperse that steam and play a music that can like, you know, I'm sorry, but this song in a way will tell you that like you can't have one more day, you know, and that's Mm. okay. Or like a song that soothes that wrathful, like I'll get revenge for those who ruined my business. I was the best cobbler. Oh, but I'm kind of letting go of that. This song is kind of calming me. That that I I like the I hate the trope in usual tabletop. It's like music soothes the savage beast. I like the idea of like music soothes people, and like this would release that grip that they have. It lets them loosen that grip and kind of fade and accept you know accept their place of rest. Because you said you use the phrase joining the world's story, which I really like a lot. And if I were dead and I was still clinging to like my, st- no, I want to finish my story. If there was someone who like erected a giant organ pipe that like played beautiful music using the steam of my frustration to calm me, I'd be like, I'm willing to let go and accept my place in the world story now. Thank you. And like, you know, the pipe organ player would, you know, I don't even know if they know, but they just know that it's a service that they have to do. And it's just a way of making a region less spooky and less scary and less full of frights and danger. It's a funeral dirge. It's a funeral dirge. It really is. And when you hear it, people are like, you know, people shed a tear because they're like, someone, someone's story just joined with mine. Or like, I can now share someone's, their story. Someone's story just ended. Mm-hmm. Like, it is, it is not just that they died. It is that their story just ended. Like, someone... Mm-hmm. Someone has joined the story of the world, and, like, that is a very sad thing, but also a very beautiful thing, because it is the inevitability of it all, and I think that is amazingly cool. And the idea that it is tied to, you know, people who magically erect erect these pipe organs and play this song to, 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 to give, to help, like, to help give comfort and to help these spirits let go is amazingly cool to me. You know what I really like, though, is that we've created a a thing in fantasy, a tradition of music being something that calms the restless dead. Mm -hmm. Whether it's on the ocean or the land, there are people and beings. Because I think, like, you can't make a pipe organ on the ocean. So Duchess Crested a Plum Tree was like, she has, like, a jukebox or something that, like, plays your shanty and calls you home in the same way. And I like that we've just made it, Jeff, a very full-circle tradition of funeral dirges and funeral songs that like give people rest and help them join the greater tapestry of fantasy's uh ley line dope and i think that that's it like i think we did it we fucking did it this show is good 50 Um, minutes we 50 minutes that's a that's a speed that's a that's an 80 percent speed runs with that yeah let's go so can i get some uh in the chat can i what do you say if it's good can we throw over some donations we're gonna throw some donations in the chat we're on the couch here so oh my god and then uh thank you so much to uh um we're not gonna say the company but the grooming company (laughs) that uses uh uh plant-based and farming technique terms uh, thank you so much for your $0 donation. And oh, we're getting back to gameplay. Oh, man, what a good episode. Thank you so much. <laughs> we're getting back. We're getting back to gameplay. We're going to where they're making some pitches. They're spinning some stories. And uh, all right, we're going to take some minutes for some donations. See, uh, I wanted you to know that what you just listened to is actually really <laughs> difficult. And like you, most people probably wouldn't notice the level of skill and execution that goes into that. And that's what makes them great storytellers. Now, however, I do want to notice that like if that like when we got to the pitch that, that the found on lost was Goldberg. Um, you didn't see this because we we're on an you audio only call, and that makes me very happy, <laughs> Chad. That everybody just gets fucking speared by a fucking yeah. fucking Goldberg jackhammer. Um, when we when we when we made the Goldbeard uh, reveal, I actually backed up in my chair. Which oh. actually, which actually, the we I, I clipped through right until finally having the exact <laughs> answers to everything. Yeah. Really great, you know, really great, great, 
great tactic. You know, if you want to try to copy our storytelling practices and like try your own speed run, like one, good luck. But two, like really, if you try clapping when you laugh three times while you cackle, it buys you enough time to think of another idea. Just little hacks. It adds... It adds like five seconds of it, it stalls the game for five seconds. So you really have time to like execute the next move perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no rule against that because it's not technically a pause. Oof, wow. Wow. We're cool teens. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much to L, your local friend and crab for posting a prompt in our discord. Um, that was a dope prompt. And if you'd like to submit a prompt of your own, what are you waiting for? I am down with because it's uh, November 1st with doing another spooky episode after this. Well, you down, down keeping up the spoops? We'll so the can spoops. we make a request for spoopy prompts? Uh, send them to any of our several ways. And Jeff, you want to tell us how they can send us these spoopy prompts? I sure do. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. I just spent hours cleaning up our Gmail so that all of our prompts are front and center. Woo! Um... <laughs> Uh, or you can go to bit.ly slash amfc discord and head to the prompt submission channel Woo! Um, <laughs> while you're on the internet uh, are you on the internet right now oh geez isn't it rough but you know what's not rough you know what can make your day on the internet so much fucking better it's called party of one podcast and it's jeff's other motherfucking podcast it's pretty great every week i sit down with a friend we play a two-player role-playing game we share some laughs maybe a few tears and we have a really good time new episodes drop every tuesday at party of one podcast.com but also if you're looking for even more stuff to enjoy let me tell you about a podcast called skyjack's couriers call starring oh. my good friend aaron catano sayas hey. hey yes couriers call is an all ages uh fate accelerated like kind of modded version and it's all ages and it's an adventure set in spear the world of skyjacks we play uh i play cecilia whitwick and it's about 14 year olds like kind of finding themselves and finding out who they want to be in this world in an adventure if you have young if you're young or young at heart or no kids who uh, would like you know their first taste of like an actual play it's very perfect for that and it's really fun it's really wholesome and um it's really fun to do cecilia whitwick voice because i don't mind screaming in a high-pitched voice all my fantasy children is proud to be a part of the one shot podcast network one shot podcast network is home to really dope tabletop shows and content and dope stuff shows like a horror bore alice uh one shot campaign skyjacks character creation cast and many more be sure to check out all these cool people all their cool projects it's a really great taste of like tabletop content with like really good intentions behind it it's a great example of that so you should go to oneshotpodcast.com and click any of the dope shows right on the feed you can catch what's cool and what's new um verbal hug this week jeff uh verbal hug this week um prioritize yourself and your mental health and your care and the care of the people that are around you as much as you can because when this episode drops it's gonna be a pretty stressful time so like (laughs) oh yeah take the time that you need like there is no shame in saying i need a little time to recharge and to to focus on me and to focus on getting my health and my mental health and my 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 well-being into a place where i am comfortable and when you are in a place uh when you are in a, a good place prioritize uh direct action and taking direct care of the people around you because we're all going to need that in the days that are coming and i can't really emphasize how important uh that part of it is going to be i mean there's you know, I I really can't. I think that that in and of itself is going to be a very important part of a very stressful period of time. Agreed. On a different note, though, just because you know, just for funsies, sure. Um, when you're creating fiction, uh, give yourself permission to think about like anything you want. I know a lot of people don't like you know when you're talking about world building. Like I've had people tell my ass like nobody cares about fucking holidays and calendars and like how the calendar works and how time works. Like we just want to hear about like character classes, weapon myths, and stuff that would appear in gameplay. I'm like fuck you. I want to talk about funeral songs and like pirate myths because that shit's dope and it is. Like, jokes on them. Our world is probably more fleshed out than theirs, and there's a reason for that. And it's because, you know, that's what we do. It's our world. So anyway, my point is, 
Do you make the work that makes you happy? We've said it a million times, but truly do the thing that feeds your own self-interest and ego and makes you joyful. And that way, like we will share in that joy. We say it a lot, but it's true. And this episode is the truest thing. We're like, it was a spooky episode. We wanted to talk about something that like, it wasn't like a murder mystery. It was about like pirate death myths, which is sick as fuck. But you know, don't let anybody shit on your parade. Don't let anybody pee in your oatmeal. Make the kind of stuff that you want to make and fuck everyone else. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, is that all we do in this podcast? I'm pretty sure that's all we do on this podcast. Boom. So until next time, good, good night, night and good game. game. Hello, everyone. It's Senior Wizard Aaron here, and it's 8, 12 a.m., 11, 11, 2020. Good morning. And since Jeff and I have recorded that verbal hug, a lot has changed in the United States. Whoopee. But there is still a lot that needs to be done, especially the important Georgia Senate runoff. Now, ways that you can help. Uh, this is directly from Stacey Abrams. If you go to GASenate.com, you can contribute to our work. It's about helping John Ossoff. It's about helping Raphael Warnock. It's about helping Georgia. But moreover, it's about saving democracy. So if you're a Georgia voter who has not registered, you can register by December 7th. Request our ballot now. For those who don't live in Georgia and still want to help out, donate to GASenate.com. Learn more at Fairfight's website. So go and do that because it's fucking massively important that you do that and you help other people who live in Georgia know what they can do, what they're capable of, and the power within them by December 7th. So stay strong, kids. We ain't out of these woods yet. But on to the audio extra. So this week, we have something a little special, and it was provided to us by Discord user Grelium. Grelium remixed my music from Duchess Crest of the Plum Tree, not so much remixed as remade and made more amazing, and turned it into a sea shanty, like 40 seconds of music, was transformed into something incredible. And so the music you're about to hear now was created by Grelium, and I want you to know how excited I am to share it with y'all. Hello. Hello. Awful early morning for a trip to the springs. Are you lost? No, just passing through is all. Mine point me in the direction of the sea. You've journeyed very far to be here, haven't you? You can't begin to imagine. No, I cannot. Now would you mind pointing me in the direction of the sea? No. My friend, you cannot win him back. The fog has claimed him, and for that I am so very sorry. Your pain is as real as anyone's who still writes their story. But his story has ended. Your story has ended. You can let go of your pain. Accept what is lost. The world eagerly waits to hear the tale of your beautiful life. And the beautiful love you shared. You cannot understand. The fog claimed him. It claimed him, and he was good. He was kind. He was gentle. All that I'd ever want in a love. It's not fair that our story will never be told. I have to free him. Please give me one day, a few hours. It's him. By the sea, it is my love. I can hear him. Rest. Add your story to the tale of this world. Let the tale of your love echo across this place and live on in the hearts of all who still write their tales. Hear his song and be at peace forever. Got a gal back in my trap waiting. Tell me what will you leave? I want her to know how I love to smile. Tell me what will you leave behind? Let her think of the time we spent celebrating. Tell me what will you leave? If all that air remains of me is a ship inside a bottle. 
Tell me what will you leave? Tell me what will you leave behind? I fought with the best as we stormed the palace. Tell me what will you leave? To reclaim what was stolen from folks like me. Tell me what will you leave behind? May they know it was justice and not just malice. Tell me what will you leave? When all that air remains of me is a ship inside a bottle. Life's not set in stone when you spend it on the sea. But I'll never be alone if you can remember me. Two, three. Be the waters tame or wild, it's all the same. All I ask is don't forsake my trials and know my name. No. Tell me what will you leave behind? Great fin at the prow and our course can't waver. Tell me what will you leave? To sculptor was work in which I took pride. Tell me what will you leave behind? Oh, see, do I love, tis the arts I favor. Tell me what will you leave? So let the Duchess carve her well on the ship inside a bottle. Tell me what will you leave? Tell me what will you leave behind? I miss solid ground and the fields of clover. Tell me what will you leave? What I'd give for the sight of a single tree. Tell me what will you leave behind? Let me sit in the grass when the journey's over. Tell me what will you leave? Lest all the terry means of me be a ship inside a bottle. Life's not set in stone when you spend it on the sea. But I'll never be alone if you can remember me. Be the waters tame or wild, it's all the same. All I ask is don't forsake my trials and know my name, know my name.